Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 323, Save the Pults with Jay Hembry, and I am your co-host and the guy who whacked another deer with the air gun. And I'm your co-host and the guy who lost five pounds yesterday. Mm. <laughs> I already know how you lost five pounds, so I'm going to tell you my story first. <laughs> Please. Yours is more interesting for sure. Really not much to it. I had a, a good hunt Friday afternoon. Had several deer come into the food plot that I was hunting. And one doe just really ticked me off. Oh, yeah. She's just she, looking at you. Uh, From the second she came out directly across the food plot from me, the whole way walking towards me, she never once turned away from me until about five o'clock when it's getting a little too dark to shoot. She finally starts to turn broadside a little bit, but she's still at this stage. She's not even eating. She is just looking at me. Mm -hmm. She stands there. She and I had a staring contest for 15 minutes. And then she walked off. 
and I never got a chance to get the gun up to get a shot. So oh dang, I had a vendetta for her. I had a score <laughs> I needed to settle, and Saturday afternoon, she got to go to the processor. All right. Yes, sir. Yeah, you need to get her out of the gene pool. You don't want her teaching the bucks how to do that. No, no, not for a second. So I guess go ahead and share the story with everybody. Well, I'm not going to share all the details, but I'm pretty sure I had a food poisoning or stomach bug episode yesterday. And let's just say I'm carrying around a little less weight. It was a quick and easy purge before turkey season to shed a couple Christmas pounds. So I'm ready and lightweight, ready to walk. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to get into the gory details with y'all. Yeah. Would you like to share the name of the restaurant that you ate at in case anyone <laughs> wants to take on the same diet plan that you took on? I'm not going to do it because I can't prove that it is, in fact, the restaurant's fault. But if you want to lose weight before turkey season, I know how to do it. It's not a very enjoyable process, but I know how to quickly do it. So, well, Message Cameron. That is CW. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, that's plenty of talk about that. So let's talk about other stuff like the fact that we're 72 days, 13 hours, two minutes and 24 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in the great state of Alabama. Oh man. And for all of you who want to be extremely jealous of two people, Andy and I are only 37 days, 16 hours and seven minutes from turkey hunting in Utah. Talk dirty to me, baby. Talk dirty to me. 37 days. I can I can feel the gazes of our listeners right now. They're just squinting their eyes at us right now. Yeah, and you know all those guys in the Northeast and the Midwest that listen to the show whose seasons don't start until May 1 <laughs> are still looking and listening to, to us. And for me to say our season in Alabama is 72 days away, mm. that's all right. Don't worry, guys. Your turn will come when May two rolls around and our season ends in Alabama and I'm sitting around with my bottom lip poked out while yep. you are enjoying the great outdoors. And the That's right. It, it all comes around, but for now, we will be hunting before you. <laughs> <laughs> that was just sorry, man. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not going to lie. I really... You know, we may not kill a thing, but it's going to be a really fun trip, so. It's going to be fun. I've been kind of eyeballing the area that we're going, looking at it on Google Earth, because I can just do a, a good bit more spinning around and, oh yeah, you know, get a, a lot better 40 or 50,000 foot view of the area, and I got to tell you, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I haven't looked at the map once. I know, I know. <laughs> Only three times a day to check and make sure those trees didn't move from that creek off the west side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But well, cool. anyway, we've got us a good show today. I yeah. Know that. Yeah, we have some new guest on the show, a gentleman by the name of Jay Hembry, who is from West Alabama and yep. has a YouTube channel that is called Panola Production. And I yep. think he said during the interview he's moving that over to Panola Brands or Panola brand, and yeah. regardless, Jay does a lot of self-filming of turkey hunts. Yeah, he's really good at it, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, his quality of videos are, are pretty dang good. Yeah, but, you know, we didn't talk about that any, really, about the yeah. self-filming part, so maybe we can get him back on sometime to really kind of dig into that topic with us, but we did talk a good deal about 
trapping nest predators and saving the poults. Oh, yeah. And Hashtag save the poults. That's right. And he is having some pretty impressive results from his trapping efforts, and we talk about that a good bit today. So He's obviously a believer in it, and I think we talked about that and a lot of his hunting experience and things like that. So I, I think we got a great interview for everybody. Hopefully pick up on some stuff with the Save the Pulse initiative. Get out there, hashtag Save the Pulse, post some pictures of a coon before you dispatch him, and let's get rid of him. Let's get rid of them, and let's get into the interview. I'm in. See you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, Cameron and I are glad to tell you that we have on the line with us this evening Jay Hembry with Panola Production. And Jay and Cameron and I are going to talk about, you guessed it, turkey hunting. And so we want to go ahead and get into this thing. And Jay, thank you for taking time out of your evening and joining us and tell us how you're doing and where you are. I'm doing well. I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk to you guys. It's always easy to talk about turkey hunting. So I, I live in Livingston, Alabama, in a small town, and uh, I just I love to turkey hunt, and that's that's kind of led me down this road I'm on, and uh, I'm not sure where it's headed, but I'm here for it. I hear you. Good deal. So you started Panola Production. What was it? Two years? Well, I forget. We're in 2021. So was it two years ago or three years ago? Panola Productions was kind of a it was kind of a funny thing that my brother and I started. Like I've I've always loved video stuff. Used to video going to the pond as a kid, and that translated into turkey hunting when I started turkey hunting. And I, I felt like I needed the name for our videos. So there's there's a small town near where we used to hunt, and it's called Panola, so it just kind of fit with productions mm. and. So that so that was the thing for a while, and I you know I made several turkey hunting videos, and then it it got a little more serious, and I started thinking that maybe I needed to do something bigger, and uh, Panola Productions came about probably shoot man probably nine or ten years ago. Okay. So this this past this past summer, I did a lot of thinking, and uh, I felt like I needed to do something bigger, so I I kind of stepped back and and you know looked at things and came up with Panola Brand, and. Uh, that's that's kind of what I've been working on all summer and fall and heading into the spring. I'm trying to trying to do something with Panola brand, and I'll let you guys kind of take it from there. But that's that's kind of how the Panola Productions Panola brand thing got going. Okay. So if somebody, because you have a, the Panola Productions portion is your YouTube series, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And I I'm not sure that I'll stick with Panola Productions as far as the name goes, but. Yeah, that's what it is for now. If you if you wanted to look up a YouTube channel, it's Panola Productions on YouTube. Panola, P-A-N-O-L-A, and you know I've got I've got a whole season's worth from 2019 episodes on there, and I'm I'm actually starting to drop 2020 episodes tonight. So by the time you hear this, there'll probably be a few on there. But and then the Panola brand is is you know I've got some apparel, shirts, and hats, and different stuff, and that's www.panolabrand.com. And that's brand with no S. Right. Brand, B-R-A-N-D. Okay. Yep. All right. Very nice. good. Yeah. Well, you guys listening, y'all go and check out Jay's YouTube channel and check out the websites and, you know, new turkey hunt videos. And here we are first of the year. And if you blink for very long, you might miss half a turkey season because it's going to be here in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So... Not not much else to get you more fired up about turkey hunting than 
listening to some turkey hunters talk about turkey hunting, but also watching some turkey hunts happen. So hopefully we can get some more folks over to your YouTube channel and get some folks over to your website to, to look at some of the products that you have on there. But I'm looking forward to seeing some of your 2020 hunts that you got coming up. Yes, sir. 2020 was a, it turned out video wise to be pretty good. You know, the Lord blessed me with some good hunts and, you know, I was able to, able to capture most of them pretty well on camera. Now it's, this is no professional quality by any means, you know, but I I do my best. I I carry a GoPro around with me and, and I've got a bigger camera that I use, you know, and some turkeys cooperated. So I'm, I'm excited to to hear some feedback on those hunts you know i the, the main reason that i do it i'm i'm not trying to be a you know a celebrity hunter or anything like that i'm just an average hunter i'm trying to get better every season and i i love sharing hunts with people i, I used to love sharing them with my just my family and my dad loves watching them and still loves watching them but you know the main reason i do it's just to share it with other people yeah mm-hmm. awesome and do you from most of the videos i've watched you've mostly been alone hunting yeah that, that, yeah right? i well, when I hunt here at home, a lot of times I'm with my brother. Uh, I've got two brothers, two older brothers, and an older sister. But I'm with my middle brother most of the time here. Um, occasionally, I'm alone when I'm at home. Occasionally, I'm with my other brother or my dad. But, yeah, when I start traveling and stuff, which I've only been doing that for about three years, I'm I'm typically by myself most of the time. And it was, it was a little discouraging because I wanted to video hunts, but at the same time, like I knew how difficult it, it is to self film. I mean, it's, it's a chore and, you know, to get anything worth watching, it, it takes a little, takes a little planning, takes a little luck, you know, all that good stuff. And, and I finally kind of came up with a system as far as my cameras go that I'm comfortable with. And it doesn't really take away from my hunting too much. So, uh, yeah, I'm, when I'm traveling, I'm on my own most of the time, but it's it's nice on those days when I've all I've got to do is run the camera or somebody's run the camera for me for sure. Yeah, I watched one of your videos I think from the 2019 season, and you were hunting in Alabama, and I believe your brother was with you. One of your brothers was with you on that hunt, and it was raining, and you guys got a little bit tired of dealing with the storms coming in and going out and just decided to hole up in a shooting house for a little while yeah i don't think that was a shooting house that looked more like a cabin to me (laughs) that's funny you say that because my my dad is my dad's gonna be 70 this month and he's his he actually just had a knee replacement and my dad's the one that taught me to turkey hunt taught me to fish taught me to do all that stuff and Mm -hmm. My dad is a, a really, really good turkey hunter, but he his knees have gotten so bad he can't get around like he used to and, you know, can't chase them like he wants to. And, and so dad's dad's hunting's kind of come full circle. He's He's gotten back to, you know, he likes to go sit in comfort and he likes to have a place to stretch his legs out. So yeah. he built that shooting house and it, it is a monster. Um, <laughs> we put it up on a on a green field that is a pretty big field and and i actually just sat in it yesterday for the first time all year but it, you know it's it's bug proof but and he laid the designs out and had it all you know built it all himself and so that was that was one of dad's projects but that's what he loves to do you know he likes to sit up there and watch more than anything now so you know more power to him yeah shoot man it was, it was a good shelter it was a good shelter out of the rain on that particular day though <laughs> 
It looks like it'd be a good shelter out of the rain, out of the cold, the heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It's a pretty nice looking shooting house for for sure. So it was. Yeah, uh, that was pretty funny. So, Andy, you wanna you wanna quiz him before we get any further I, in? I was just about to say that we on the show do a thing we call the rapid fire Q and A, where we go through and ask new people that we're interviewing on the show, new guests, just general questions about turkey hunting, kind of their preferences about things. And usually I put a timer on them so we can see if we can, you know, if you can beat the fastest time. I know how competitive some of us turkey hunters can be, (laughs) or some of us hunters just in general. And are you up for the challenge? Do you want to tackle this today? I'm up for the challenge. Let's do it. All right. Let me get the... Let me get the questions here. Let me get the stopwatch so, ready. So is the, is the objective speed or accuracy? Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> Remember, there are, this is your preferences. There are no correct answers. Right. So uh, I would say accuracy may not be even a factor. <laughs> yeah, right. In, y'all in, y'all, in y'all know the difference, will you? But no. It, if there's a question and you want to answer it with a 10 minute answer, you go for it. <laughs> yeah. We've had guests gonna, do that. It's so. going to kill my it's going to kill my time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you can give us the Will Primos answer or you can give us the Ray I answer. Uh, the right. Will Primos answer right. is a dissertation. <laughs> and well, uh, the I Ray can, I, I can do both. One word. Yeah. I could absolutely do both. I want to win, but I also want to be thorough. Well, well we're we're gonna let you decide all right we'll see how it shakes out yeah so i'll start the clock when i start the first question okay wild turkey grilled baked or fried fried wild turkey on the rocks neat with cola or with water water number of grand slams zero have you ever killed a bearded hen no have you ever killed a Jake? Yeah. A 10-minute successful hunt on a two-year-old or a four-hour long hunt with a clean miss on a four-year-old? Two-year-old all day. Favorite camo pattern? Mossy oak, original bottomland, or green leaf. Wild turkey legs for dinner or for the dog? Uh, for the dog right now. I might experiment later. More or less than five strikers in your turkey vest? Way less. The state you killed your first turkey in? Alabama. The state you killed your last turkey in? Wisconsin. Sit in a blind for four hours and squeeze the trigger or run and gun for one hour and not shoot? Run and gun. Field turkeys or woods turkeys? Woods turkeys. Pump or automatic? Automatic. Shotgun scope, rifle sight, holographic sight or beads? Red dot sight. Rubber boots, leather boots or snake boots? Rubber. You roost a bird this afternoon and it's pouring rain at daylight. Do you hunt? Yes. Your favorite place you've ever hunted? Uh, River Bottoms in West Alabama. Most turkeys you've ever killed in a season? Uh, 13. The least number of turkeys you've ever killed in a season? No, zero. Out of all the states you've hunted, which state has the most uncooperative turkeys? Uh, shoot, Alabama, gotta be. If you only knew how to imitate one turkey sound to call turkeys, what would it be? Yep. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a turkey caller do you think you are? Ooh, 6.5. Favorite turkey hunting book? Old Pro Turkey Hunter. Who taught you how to turkey hunt? My dad. Think of the tur- the toughest turkey you ever hunted. Did you ever kill him? Yes. Do you prefer long, sharp spurs or long, thick beards? Spurs. The biggest mistake new turkey hunters make? 
moving at the wrong time. How long does turkey season last in heaven, and what is the bag limit? Mm, all year round. <laughs> Infinite. <laughs> Bigger fear during turkey season, snakes or spiders? Neither really, but snakes if I had to choose. Three minutes and 11 seconds. Not bad. So pretty strong. So our fastest time what? is Tony Reynolds with two minutes and 48.89 seconds. Man. Tony, That's pretty close. Yeah, it is. Tony did get three different questions than you got just from the Rios or Osceolas. And then if you were to say Rios, I would say Rios or Easterns. And if you said Easterns, I would say Easterns or Merriams. Yeah, those would be quick to answer right there. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll give you... I feel like I've, I've got the record for the modified format. That may be true. <laughs> you have the record for the modified format. There's no question about it. <laughs> there we go. We're going to go on yeah. record. And you All did right. it with some accuracy, too, because yeah. when I asked the question about how good of a turkey caller you think you are, and you said 6.5, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not being the judge of the 6.5 because I have heard you turkey call. I've watched your, your videos. I'm not the judge of that. You are. So you think you're 6.5, <laughs> not a 6 and not a 7, but a 6.5. <laughs> so that's pretty darn accurate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little better than average. Yeah. Hey, I've I've hunted I've hunted with Jared Lowe last spring. I mean, I you know I'd put my calls away when he started calling. Yeah, I, I do that with everybody I hunt with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoyed that. Thank you for playing along. It just gives everybody a chance to get to know you a little bit better. And you know, those are questions that yeah. people would ask you if you were sitting around the campfire after a hunt. You know, in the evening. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's kind of fun personally. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Good deal. Uh, noticed, I kind of one thing that caught my eyes. You've been kind of getting behind this Save the Pulse initiative. Uh, kind of mm -hmm. look at you and another fellow on Instagram, the Wild Turkey Report. Y'all are both kind yep. of hitting it pretty hard right now. So, are you trapping right now? My traps are getting ready to be trapped. <laughs> I'm preparing right now. Usually, we don't on our on our property we don't start until maybe the last week of january and then we hit them hard for probably four weeks or five weeks leading right up to turkey season and yeah. uh you know we'll typically we'll pull all our traps right before season starts so we don't have to keep going in there and you know moving around too much but yeah we we usually hit them hard for that four or five week stretch there how many acres is it as many working on it it's close to 800 okay and so how many traps do you think y'all run on that? Anywhere from three to four dozen. And, you know, we'll, we'll put them, put them pretty heavy in areas. And then after a week or so, we'll move them to new areas and so on and so forth until we feel like we've covered it pretty well. Have you noticed a difference on the property since you started doing that? Absolutely. Um, really? It's probably, yeah, it's probably been I'm trying to think when we really got into it. it probably six or seven years ago is when we started it. And, you know, you got to take into account timber management and those sorts of things as well. Mm -hmm. But overall, taking out taking out the coons and the possums, you know, as, as many as 100 coons in one year, man, it's, it's made a big difference. I mean, you can, it's, it's one of those things you might only see, it's, it's, take your winter flocks, for example. So maybe our, our winter flocks were, you'd see 10 turkeys, that was about average there for a while. And then a couple seasons later, it was 15 turkeys. And, you know, a couple seasons later, it was 20 turkeys. And, 
I mean, I just sat on the field the other day and, and saw 40 something and I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that it makes a difference. It's, it's only a little bit at a time, but you know, it all, it all adds up in the end. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it can be affected too by other things. I mean, you're, you're never going to beat mother nature or anything. I mean, you know, we've had some bad floods and that sort of stuff to contend with, but overall, I think if you, if you love to turkey hunt, it's, it's worth the effort in my opinion. Yeah. Are you trapping just coons and possums or are you trapping cats and dogs too? My brother dabbles trapping cats and dogs. He, you know, he, he tries to, he tries to flex on me a little bit and, you know, act like he's better at trapping those than he is. He catches one or, you know, it's, I'll say one to five a year. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I know nothing about it. So I guess, you know, he, he knows more than I do. But we don't we don't try to trap those as much. And one reason is they just take so long to set. I've I've been with him, you know, when he sets them and stuff. And it, it takes a good while to set, to set a good trap for a coyote or a, a bobcat or something, you know, so – uh, dog proof traps is what we use for coons and they're they're pretty simple they're they're quick you can set a few in a in a little area and then move on and you know it doesn't take up too much time yeah do <clears> you the, uh, another question on the on the trapping do you think that trapping the coons and possums has gotten easier now that baiting for deer with corn is legal? Well, that's one strategy that we've kind of evolved over time is, is kind of gang setting our traps. And, and that's that's basically what it is. You, you take a feeder that's been throwing out for a while, corn or whatever. You you keep getting these game camera pictures of, I mean, 5, 10, 15 coons at a, at a feeder. Mm-hmm. You go and you, you know, depending on how many you, you've seen in one picture, you go set you half a dozen or a dozen traps in that one spot and you'll, you'll, you know, let it set a few nights. You'll catch a good many of them doing that. And then once it slows down, you can, you can kind of move around to another feed here and so on and so forth. So yeah, it definitely concentrates them for you. I mean, it, it makes it easier to catch multiple coons instead of having to run a line where you're just sitting one and two here, moving 50 yards or hundred yards and sitting one or two. You can right. go kind of put all your eggs in that basket pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you turn the feeder off when you run the traps there and just put corn in the trap? Is that how you're doing it? No, I've never really thought to do that. We just we just let it throw out. You know, we we bait with different things. I've, that's one of those things you could you could probably come up with several different things to bait with. We use cat food. We've used sardines. We've used different stuff one of the main things we use is a marshmallow on the trigger like a big marshmallow and then and then put a cherry on top of the marshmallow and maybe a little bit of cherry juice with it or something or you know we keep some fish oil in a squirt bottle seems to me the fishier stuff catches possums more and you know the the sweeter stuff catches coons more but that's just my my observation yeah well if you go out there one day and you see me with my hand stuck in one of those traps (laughs) holding on to a marshmallow Marshmallow and a cherry cherry. don't get mad (laughs) Uh, I'm just after the marshmallow and the cherry. I don't care about anything else. I can send you a bag if you need it. I might take you up on that. No, with like turkey season approaching and stuff, when you go in there to check your traps, are you shooting them in the head with the 22 or are you killing them with a the neck choker thing? No, we we pretty much shoot them between the eyes with a 22. Um, I think my my brother uses 22 shorts a lot and that, that's pretty quiet. I use these little, I don't know if y'all have ever seen them. They're called Aguila or somebody like that makes them called Super Calibres or something. They're, I think all they have is a 
primer in them. I think they yeah. don't have any powder, so it's, it sounds almost like a pellet gun. But I mean, you you hit them in, right between the eyes, and it it does the job. I I shoot them out of a lever action Henry lever action twenty two, and that thing's pretty quiet. So it's not like you're making a lot of noise, you know. Yeah, deal. Well, keep wearing them out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna try to man. That, you know, the the goal was when I kind of came up with that. I, I, you think about turkey hunting. Turkey hunting is very clicky. You know, everybody likes this call or that call or this brand or that brand. And um, you know, I, I I was trying to think of. I wanted to do some good with the brand and everything, and uh, I kept thinking of what would bring turkey hunters together. What's one thing everybody wants, and that's more turkeys. And you know, it's it's worked on our place. And David Hawley runs. The, he works for Mossio Properties. He runs a wild turkey report, and he lives right here in town with me. And so I, I had talked to him about it and kind of told him what I was thinking about, and he kind of got on board with me, and, and we decided, you know, to, to try to kind of push it, you know, between the two of us. And it's it's catching on. I've had several people message me about trapping and kind of what to do and that sort of stuff. And, you know, it, there's a lot of things that have gone viral <laughs> in our lifetime on the Internet and, you know, I, not that saving the poults is ever going to go viral, but if, if it can become a little more trendy, you know, I mean, I, I think it's just going to improve turkey populations. And that's, that's one thing that's always here in the past 10 years been a topic of discussion in any coffee shop you go into, you know, and people, people come in and you typically hear, you know, how, how many turkeys they're not seeing and hadn't heard any gobbles. And usually I've seen this many by now and I hadn't seen any. And, you know, I'll, I mean, people can, People can help themselves by trapping, and yeah. you know it's. I know I know not everybody has private land to do it on, but I'm pretty sure you can do it on public land as well. Yeah, it's definitely something that that we all need to be doing more of. Even I mean, it may sound silly, even if you trap one coon during deer season. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's all you got time to do, you know, set one trap and you catch one coon and you dispatch that one coon. You don't know. Yep. You may have saved eight or ten bolts. That's right. That, that and next year. Here, you know, I'll, I'll read this to you, and I know y'all probably seen it, but just in case anybody's listening and you know needs an example, I posted this the other day on on Panola Brands Instagram. This is just kind of a. I'm not a turkey biologist by any means, so this is just kind of a simplified way to look at things. Um, a hen, a hen lays her eggs, and she's basically gonna have eggs on the ground for about 40 days before they hatch. So nest predators are what we're talking about that's coons possums skunks those sorts of things if you take one day and you say one day equals one opportunity for something to destroy that nest and that's probably that's probably a low estimate you know i mean you all it takes is five minutes out of one day for a coon to destroy a nest so Mm -hmm. anyways we'll say one day is one opportunity so you got 40 opportunities to destroy a single nest for one raccoon now if you've got eight raccoons you multiply that times 40 days, that's 320 opportunities to destroy that one single nest. You multiply the number of, you multiply the uh, number of nests in any given area times the number of coons or possums or whatever. I mean, the number just keeps going up. So it's, it's really almost a miracle that hens are able to, to lay their eggs and nest and, and hatch poults and that we have gobblers to hunt, you know, and so anything we can do to help them, any little bit helps. And, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's pretty staggering once you start looking at the numbers. And there's there's biologists that have a lot better statistics than I do, but I, I know from experience it's made a difference on our property. Yeah, 
And and one one thing, this is thinking out loud too. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I wasn't alive back in the day of all the coon hunters and stuff. But it seems like there's not near as many coon hunters today, from what I know about coon hunters. And mm-hmm. so what you end up with is a is a lot of properties, private properties and public, that are basically overrun with raccoons. I mean, does that make sense to y'all? Yeah, it makes perfectly good sense. Not only do you not have the coon hunters that you had and you know 20 40 50 years ago but the fur market has gone to pot that's right so a lot of people you know especially up north there was a lot of trapping that went on for yeah i hate to say for for income purposes because it really you know people that trap up there tell you they trap because they're passionate about it and they're passionate about their their management of their herd of other animals whether it's quail or turkeys or deer or whatever it happens to be but man so many of them have stopped because it's cost them so much money to run a trap line and they can't sell what they're trapping to make enough money to even break even doing it you know and they were just barely breaking even when the fur market was good so you know it's kind of a double whammy when you look at all that and i i think if somebody were to really and maybe somebody has, and I'm just not aware of it, but we're really to sit down and look at. All right, that is all that we've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, then you can do that in one of two ways. The first way is you can subscribe to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And you do that by texting the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces. Text that to the number 44222. After you do that, I'm going to send you a simple set of instructions that you will need to follow. And eventually, I'm going to send you an email with a link that you'll need to click on where you can create your username and password for the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year premium content subscription fee. Your 18 bucks is going to get you not only the rest of this week's episode, but it will get you all of the premium content for all of our past episodes, as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. Cameron, if they don't want to commit to 18 bucks, how can they hear the rest of this week's interview with Jay Hembry? If you want to hear just this week's interview in its entirety, all you have to do is go to the turkeyhunterpodcast.com and find this episode followed by the letters PS, which stands for premium single. You'll purchase that one episode right there for a dollar. You'll get this one episode in its entirety, and you can do that for just this episode or any of our past episodes that have a PS behind the number of that episode. That'll get you one single premium episode, and you'll have it to listen to as many times as you want to. Excelente. I enjoyed that. He's a heck of a nice guy. I did too. I, I think Jay's a great guy. He puts out some good content. If you listen to it, he's a pretty dang good turkey caller, and obviously he's pretty good at trapping coons and believes that it has helped his population on their private land. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it can't hurt. No. Nah. I don't see how it could possibly hurt, and I've talked to multiple people now who believe strongly that it really does help a lot. Well, I believe. and even Wild Turkey Doc will confirm that it does help. Yeah, I, I will say I think one of the keys is it 
you have to be able to trap on a pretty good sized piece of land. But even if I only had 50 acres or something, I'd try to make sure not one coon ever stepped foot on it, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. It'd be a good idea to put up a bunch of signs on the property, you know, all along the property line that says, coons beware, coons do not enter. You're taking your life in your own hands. And then, you know, you'd probably be able to cut down on having so many of them come onto your property. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I've honestly considered, even if I hunt, you know, I'm hunting public land, you know, around Tennessee, if I kill a turkey on public land, I'm considering kind of making a rule of, to pay it back, I, I might go trap maybe three coons off that same property. I feel like that could be a good initiative to start, you know? It would be. Well, in addition to doing the turkey population some good, it is a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's like, to me, it's kind of like a mystery because, or trying to solve a mystery, because if you put a trap out and you don't get one that night, you know, it, it's time to, to take a step back and look, you know, is it, on a good trail? Is it in a good spot? Do you have the right bait? On and on and on. And so, you know, for those of us who love to turkey hunt, mm-hmm. again, you know, we're trying to solve a mystery. How do we get that tom to come into our setup? So how do we get these coons to in, to get in the trap? So it's just, it's a blast. I really enjoy it. I have always enjoyed trapping, even since I was a kid, just trapping squirrels and chipmunks and that kind of stuff around the house you know and i've done that since i was probably nine or ten years old yeah well i hope some people get fired up to go trap coons right now is the time to go get them before turkey season yes indeed so do you have a favor of the week for us this week well i'll go with the initiative if you are trapping right now or if you're about to start trapping or if you trap one in three months if you catch a coon tag us in a picture of it on social media and put hashtag save the pulse and tag us in it you can tag me at the godfather 49 at the turkey hunter podcast or on facebook so catch a coon or a possum or bobcat or a coyote anything you catch save the pulse and tag us in it we'd like to see it i'll tell you what i'm going to sweeten the pot Whoever does that and tags us first, I'm going to send you a free turkey call. Boom. Talk about a favor of the week for both ends. <laughs> you got it. There well, you then. go. Free turkey call. Hashtag save the pulse and at one of us on social media and you got yourself a free turkey call. First person to do it wins. Man, that's some good stuff. Talk about an easy turkey call right there. It is. It is, no doubt. Well, cool, man. Let's wrap this thing yeah. up for the week and get on to next week. Let's do it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.